0: my philosophy in life is uh not to worry about the money is to do to do the thing that you love to do and the money will come i just think that if you're and maybe this is naive of me but so far it's worked out in my life so i don't know maybe it's you know if you whatever you believe comes true a self-fulfilling prophecy type thing but i think that money flows to people who are doing what they're meant to be doing
1: Welcome back to the shit they do not tell you. What about podcast? That's not what my it's called, name. Is the Iceman?
0: It's called shit they don't tell you. And
1: I'm hosting today, so we're going to talk about the show the way I want to talk about
0: the show. Well, and I'm here. I'm Nikki Lemo.
1: And today, indeed, we are talking about how much do you love something versus how much money are you getting paid to do it?
0: Oh shit! I thought we were talking about something completely different. Well, we are. Up. Oh. Okay. We're not talking about that because no, <laughs> <laughs> I asked you yesterday and you said it was about some dude. Well, it is. Okay,
1: but but, but the, that's this I'm is intrigued. what the topic is about. That's going to be our entry point because you know there's a lot of people who who are in crypto or not crypto corner who are in Discord general who are like I don't want to hear about a sports guy. Well, it's not about a sports guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't even talk about exactly. the guy that you're talking about. Yeah, no, okay. but it's, exactly. I know, but see, exactly. Anyway, have color me that. intrigued. Let's go. Thank you
1: very much. So no, but but I but I do before I get into the story that I want to tell yeah. about this um, tortured sports um, could have been star, maybe should have been star. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, like so, you know, everyone's going to to hear that you are be- well, you are a professional poker player now i you not player?
0: a professional poker player? I mean because I don't I don't cons- I don't know. I don't consider that Yeah, I know
1: you don't consider yourself a professional poker well, because... player. But you know what, when you became a tuber too, you didn't call yourself a tuber. That's In true. fact, none of us did. We all thought that that was lame I, to say. honestly
0: at the poker tables when people ask me what I do for a living, I
1: don't know. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> but I'm because <more laughs> you're you do a lot of things, but Yeah. The point that I'm making is like you don't play poker for money.
0: No. That's why I don't consider myself a professional.
1: But I'm not trying to speak for you either. Okay. I'm just intrigued by that, right? Yeah. So So why? What do you play poker for? Because that sounds like something you would obviously play for money. So what's it? what are you in it for?
0: Well, the money is great. I will say, like, uh, when you win money, it feels good. But I personally love the getting better at the game. The just the what working. Game? It's just gambling. The, the working on spots. <laughs> If it was if it was slot machines, there would be no passion involved. but there's <laughs> there's math, there's psychology, there's strategies, there's um, different player types. There's so much there's so many different aspects of the game that you can master that you're never fully mastering it. Like you have you're constantly trying to master it. And I really, really love things where there's a challenge. That's difficult, but not impossible. Yes, And you can measure improvement and progress. And to see the progress is so much more rewarding than any money that I could ever win.
1: And see, that's unique, right? So, so and we're going to get to what I'm getting at with that. But I think that, you know, a lot of people probably would even hear that and question it, right? Like, okay, yeah, but didn't she just win a huge amount of money in, in poker? And so, like, isn't that like what made you sign up for that tournament for example and like wasn't it about getting to the end getting that big pot or like was it you know or maybe
0: no i was pissed at getting the bracelet <laughs> i want the bracelet which is the accolade. yeah it's it's the <clears throat> i won it, i mean like but obviously i'm happy that I got, I got that far in a tournament with that big of a field but but, but it's um it, yeah, it's more about the setting a goal and, and then uh, working on the, the steps to achieve that goal. You know, not looking at the goal the entire time. You're working out the actions that help you achieve that goal. And and you check off these little baby marks, these little baby milestones of things. You have to learn X, Y, Z before you can get to the top, right? And so if I master X, then well, me move on to Y. And, but I still like mastered X and that's really exciting
1: for me does money ruin anything for when it comes to this stuff like does does money um or does the prospect of earning a lot of money take away from the passion for the game for you
0: not for me but i think i'm in the minority yeah. because i've asked a lot of people that play like what their motives are and it's not the same so i think it's different for everybody but um for me like i didn't I didn't need another source of income it wasn't like I was searching for uh, how do I make money somewhere else you know it was that I fell in love with the game and getting better at the game and becoming I wanted I would like to become one of the best at the game eventually. I know I have a long road to go, but seeing the progress but is really exciting and it's humbling. And yeah, and I think it mirrors life, honestly. Like it's the one game that I feel is very analogous to life. Then the way that you have to solve problems and the emotional management in the seeing the bigger picture. Not A lot of people get wrapped up in, you know, whether they won or lost that day. But it's a bigger picture thing mm-hmm. of you might've lost, just like in life, how you can't control variants. You might've made the right decisions and you still can't predict the outcome. You're still not in control of the outcome, but the outcome has nothing to do with whether or not you made the right decision. And so as long as I'm focused on making the right decisions, I'm less concerned with the outcome. The outcome will come though. Like I have faith that the outcome will come if I'm just making the right decisions. And I think Maybe a lot of people don't have faith, I don't know. Um, so I, I, I don't know what it is, really. Or they but don't know how
1: to stick to the plan, maybe.
0: Yeah, or they don't have a plan.
1: Exactly. Well, I'm gonna tell you a story that, honestly, um, this is no exaggeration, this is the story has haunted me for probably 15 years.
0: Okay, I think I know who you're talking <clears throat> about,
1: because- I, I don't know that you remember, but we'll find out. I, I do. So um, I read first about this story in like 2005, and it was a CSPN article that I'm going to be paraphrasing from today. But I think about this story probably once a month, no matter the fuck what. Really? Yeah, because it's a story about um, a could-have-been-baseball player named Matt Harrington. Mm -hmm. I have told you about him before. Yes, I remember. And he... um, So he's grown up in California, and his dad was a huge, huge, huge baseball fan, and so he kind of is raised under a roof where baseball is like a big fucking deal kind of like you Mm -hmm. um and his dad and him both you know were excited about the prospect because his dad didn't make it in baseball Mm, sounds familiar sounds familiar and but his dad and and him so his dad's named bill he's his name matt harrington they were excited about you know the prospect that he could become a big time matt yeah matt could become a big time um major league uh, baseball player because he just showed a lot of he showed a lot of promise yeah. out of high school he was the number one prospect or like one of the top prospects as a pitcher he was seen as like the next nolan ryan and all that all the kind of big names right uh-huh. at the, for the time right <clears throat> so he um gets with this agent at the time and his name is tommy tanzer and they are getting a lot of heat. He he is on the cover of like the you know these look or these like baseball magazines, and they're all saying if it's not Matt Harrington, who is going to be? Because like he's so good, right? Yeah, he had such a good um, ability fastball. He had he was striking people out no problem, right? Just he had the the, the arm, and he's eighteen years old. So people were like, "Holy shit!" He didn't have to go to college. He might just go right into the majors. Wow, and he does. So he gets drafted by the Colorado Rockies in the seventh pick overall in the first round. And I don't know if you know about major League Baseball drafts, but like there's a lot of rounds. Mm-hmm. So being in the first round is fucking wild, right? But he um, so his manager, his his agent Tommy Tanzer, he he um, lets all these big ball clubs know early. Hey, just so you guys know, we want a big signing bonus to set the precedent uh for uh, set the precedent because he is such a good player, he's such a landmark yeah. player. We think it's fair that we get four point eight million dollars as a signing bonus. And so the Colorado Rockies draft him and basically, you know, after <laughs> you get drafted, which is a big deal, apparently at the at the home of the Harringtons it was like an earthquake went off. They're so yeah. excited, right? Obviously. It's insane. It's insane. A lot of excitement, but then it comes time to negotiate. Cause, cause you know, you have an option. You don't have to, to you get drafted. You don't have to take it. Yeah. Like, um, Russell Wilson got drafted by a major league baseball team and he went really? with football. Yeah. I
0: did not know that. Yeah.
1: And there's been talks that Kyler Murray might have been drafted at some point, but hmm. like, obviously he's, he's just got paid really well. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a precedent where people just say, thank you for drafting me, but I'm actually gonna go to college instead, or I'm gonna go here instead. Yeah. Um, That's not what happened here. So they start to negotiate, and it goes back and forth for a while, but the Rockies are like firm, like they're like, look, we'll give you $4 million signing bonus, we're not gonna go to 4.8, kid's unproven, but what we wanna do Is we want to give him a guaranteed. So like, what happens if you get drafted by one of these clubs? You go to camp with them, right, and you play in one of their. Um, you play like under them, but that doesn't mean you make the team. Doesn't mean you're going to be playing in the major leagues, right? But they're going to pay you to watch you and and develop you. That's the idea. And he was so young that they were excited about that, right? Like, dude, this kid's fucking throwing 100 miles an hour. And he's striking people out. He's not just throwing it. He's like targeting yeah. pe- like targeting pitches with it. So they were excited to take him on. And um, his team, including his father, were all kind of dazzled by this agent guy who was like, no fucking way. The Rockies are disrespecting us. We said we wanted 4.8. They're coming at us with 4. Fuck them. We're going to say no. And then... They're going to feel, they're going to be like, ah, shit. And they're going to come and give us the offer that we deserve. So they say no. The Rockies say, okay. And just don't come back to the table. And then they, the family realizes, oh, shit. Nobody's, the Rockies aren't coming. They have his rights because they drafted him
0: over eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: over eight hundred thousand dollars because it wasn't respect. They didn't feel like it was a respectful offer or whatever. Right?
0: Is this agent guy still working?
1: We'll, I'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So now Matt Harrington, you know, you you want to stay like hot, right? because yeah. You have a talent. You don't want to just not play for a while because you want to keep your skill set. Going right, so he starts playing for the minor leagues in order to keep you know, keep from atrophy setting in, right? Yeah, so he's playing in the minor leagues, and then you know, time goes by. Um, it's time for the next year's draft, and now he gets drafted by the San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. And the San Diego Padres are like, Hey, we're gonna give you a $2 million signing bonus. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And as long as you, you know, it works out, we're not going to guarantee that you'll make the field, per se, like the Rockies did. Mm -hmm. But we are going to give you a $2 million contract, or $2 million signing bonus. And at the time, um, he fires his agent before this draft comes about because that was a huge miss. Yeah. Tommy Tanzer, right? And he gets with this mega agent named Scott Boris, who's like really known yeah. in the a- industry. You might have even heard of him because he's so big, right? So Scott Boris and the Harringtons all look at the offer from the Padres and they say, thanks, but no thanks. Again. Oh right? My God. So then, yeah, so then it, it, just, it just becomes... So now he's like in his own community, right? Yeah. And everyone who's going to minor league games... Are all shouting shit at Matt Harrington while he's playing in the minor league games, which is so fascinating, right? Cause he could have got paid millions of dollars to go play in the majors. I know he decides to go play in the minors anyway. Instead, betting on himself is the idea behind it, right? Because yeah. because if he can sh- prove himself in the yeah, minors, yeah. he can get a bigger contract, get a bigger signing bonus, like coming out of the gate. But it kind of never really worked that way. Like he he was dealing with medical ailments. um he he ends up tear, tearing his rotator cuff later on. Yeah. Um but that's later on. I was so, just
0: going to say like you just have no idea how much you have in you as an athlete like you kind of have to take those opportunities, but that's I don't know. I'm It's, it's not, not a, always I'm, up
1: to you in this in yeah, sports, right? Cuz exactly. your body can just do something or you get hit or something happens. Yeah. Dude, even a ball can hit you. You just don't mm-hmm. know what can happen. I mean, so much can happen in physical sports. Right. So, um so then um yeah, they, they say no to the Padres. So then he's gonna play more at um, at these minor league games, and all the the stadium at the minor league games are like, fuck you. They used they would take crumpled up dollar bo- dollar bills mm-hmm. and put them in the chain link, basically saying like you did it for the money. You know what I mean? Like You
0: turned it down because you wanted more you're greedy or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You, you, here, here's what you really want is the money, right? You don't even want to play the game. You just want money. So they would shove um, folded up dollar bills in the chain link fence oh. at, at the games. Uh-huh. The fans would. Okay. Like as a fuck you to him. Uh-huh. They would yell at him things people like... Are mean. People are People <laughs> are really mean. But they would yell things at him like, yeah. you're the reason why tickets to major league games are so expensive because you guys just care about the money and shit like that, right? I see. So they just... They just... Look the town was excited when he got drafted yeah right because that was like part of their blood I see and like so their he was city. like they felt they felt slighted they yeah, felt like they were going to get to root for this guy you know because yeah. your dad actually Absolutely. coached some guys who went to major leagues yes and your dad gets he sits up in his chair he's very.
0: Pride, he gets yeah. fucking
1: excited like he's never been about anything you've ever accomplished when it comes <laughs> to these guys who he coached you know what I mean yeah it's he's fucking very proud, hilarious yeah. yeah he's very proud and he's like he'll, he's like yeah I went to the games and they were really cool and like they said hey to me and stuff. Stuff yeah, and, you know he, he gets this twinkle in his eye like he's never gotten with you or Dane.
0: <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> God. I'm just
1: fucking. With, I'm just honestly just this is me fucking with Nikki. But yeah. uh no, he's he's the best. But um yeah, so people people were pissed locally, right? So mm-hmm. that's the whole. You got to look at the whole picture, right? Mm-hmm. Like. So, yeah, his agent was giving him bad advice and the family thought, "Well, we're not experts, so we'll go with the agent." Yeah, of course that yeah, sucks. Yeah, and, and that sucks. And then the, the dad's getting shit cuz they're like, "Wouldn't you care? Oh, is the Rockies not good enough for you guys? Like, what, oh, how about the Padres not good enough for you guys, right?" Yeah. So, the family's taking a lot of Ls, right? Yeah. And but, you know, the idea that Matt Harrington has is like, well, this is a bad situation. This definitely sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep on betting on myself. I'm going to keep on playing my ass off. And that's kind of what started to happen with his minor league career. Right. Mm -hmm. So imagine you put yourself in this position and you're ill advised. Yeah. You fire your agent, but you're still not in the position that you thought you'd be in. So you have almost a sunk cost fallacy about this stuff, right? Where sunk cost fallacy is like, I fucked up real bad. I'm just going to wait, though, sit on my investment and hope it works out. Yeah. Instead of just pivoting, moving the fuck on, right? So he's sitting on his investment of like, I'll play in the minor leagues until I get good enough to get a bigger contract.
0: Damn, I can't blame him. I kind of feel like I'd do the same thing. Do you think so? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. Because if if you're a kid Uh and you're dreaming about one day playing in the major leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And you get an offer.
0: No, I mean, if I fucked up two offers oh, you already. Oh, fucked up two? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But I don't think but, I could pivot at but that, that point. That's, so that's the haunting part of this for me. And we'll get to, you know, this story sucks, right? But, yeah. But, but like, how much of it is your dream? And how much of it is like, well, I want, you know, this amount of money, yeah. right? And those are. Those are kind of mutually exclusive a little bit because mm-hmm. you could have your dream for way less money, right? And you're just not agreeing to it every time.
0: I think it has a hundred percent to do with the agent, like a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, because bad, bad advice. If
0: you, yeah, if that, if you got offered just on your own, uh, four million dollars, which is only eight hundred thousand dollars less than what you asked for, but four million dollars and you get to go on your way to play major leagues, like which was your dream, like on your own you're saying yes every motherfucking time like the only reason this didn't go through is because they trusted an expert you know yeah and and that sucks because like it's like uh you know financial advisors you know when they and they just oh no you don't want to invest in that let me i got these cool stocks that you want to invest in or whatever and then and those stocks don't work out or whatever and you you're one that you chose <laughs> like skyrockets. Yeah um, Yeah, that that really blows um, What was the question? The how much is your dream because you go yeah, to be how good much is your... it,
1: well how much is it based on your childhood dream? Yeah, of what you wanted to do the whole you're the whole time you're a kid You don't even think about the money when you're a kid to you me, just think about wearing the uniform and playing in the game in the. Stands. my
0: philosophy in life is uh, not to worry about the money is to do to do the thing that you love to do and the money will come. I just think that if you're, and maybe this is naive of me, but so far it's worked out in my life. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's, you know, if you, whatever you believe comes true is self-fulfilling prophecy type thing. But I think that money flows to people who are doing what they're meant to be doing. I, I don't yeah. know like yeah. when like when you really follow that and and i feel like everyone is gifted with a certain talent or skill or like something that you're just kind of better at than other people maybe naturally and i don't know if you developed it or not maybe you were never around people in your life when you were a child that like showed you that that was a gift so you never developed it i don't know regardless i think everyone's born with something and <clears throat> um I think you also have this, everyone has intuition that has like this little voice inside them that tells them to go pursue that thing. And the only reason it gets shut off is because you're listening to other people's advice. Because yes. you're listening to people saying like, you'll never make money that way. You'll have to, it's not stable. And that's how like 90% of adults get trapped in something they fucking hate. Yeah. And I, I hate it. I hate it for people. I think that um, even if you're at a job you hate, but you have something that lights a fire in you and you can carve out time to do it on the weekends or do it after work or whatever. I think that can grow. Yes. Um, but you have to be bold enough, like courageous enough to answer the call and, and committed enough, like where you really can dedicate the time to it and you know you say no to parties on the weekends you say no to your your friends you say you know hey sorry sacrifice. honey I, I can't do a date yeah, night tonight sacrifice. because I just really have to work on yep. this thing and you sacrifice absolutely and it's it's delayed gratification so it's a combination of recognizing what you're good at what you're passionate about answering the call is step 2 and then actually committing and sacrificing and dedicating yourself to this path that you that you chose um Regardless of what happens there's ob- there's gonna be obstacles there's gonna be things that come up and can you persevere through that? Um, I think that if you can, the money will come to you or you or even if it's not a bunch of money, your needs will be taken care of in some capacity I, I don't I don't think I don't know I just think that I don't I maybe I just feel, I don't know if it's dumb I just have never, I don't um, know what you mean. It's like a leap in the net will catch you type yeah. thing and it, it Well, you have has. to take a shot
1: and we're risk takers. And, we and you
0: think of a, what's worst case scenario. I always think of that too. Okay, if I take the shot and I fall on my fucking face, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen? Like what? what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, I have to start over. You know, I have to start from scratch again. Okay, I'm willing to do that. Right. That's the risk. So, okay, this is the worst thing that could happen. Are you willing to take that risk? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm willing to take it. So, yeah, I... I I don't think for me, the money would deter me from accepting something that was my dream.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I like to hope not, right? I I, I certainly but hope not. But listening
0: to an expert, is is it sucks because that happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to listen to the expert, but I was trapped in a contract with this expert who was making my life very difficult at the time yeah. and I don't want to get into it. But um, he wrote a lot of opportunities for me and I resented that.
1: And that was because of money for him. For him, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But so that's one of those things where you can let somebody be a roadblock. Yeah, because for you.
0: other people are money motivated. Yes, and they can, under the guise of helping you. Which really they think is going to help them mm-hmm. achieve more money.
1: But isn't that scary? Um,
0: it's so scary
1: because like that's their job, right? Yeah, their job is to be the money person, so that you don't have to think about that. That's how they pitch you. Yeah, we've both been in those rooms. That's how they pitch you, and, and they're like, you know, we want to take all that away from you, so you don't have to worry about the money <laughs> stuff. You're focused on the creative stuff. Let us deal with all the bullshit. Yeah, and that's a great sale, right? Great, great pitch. But ultimately. Those guys are going to jump in front of opportunities. This happened to me, too, multiple times. They'll literally just say, no, cancel the deal. Fuck them. Tell them to fuck themselves. Yeah. Because we don't do that shit. And I'm like, cool, guys, but I would have just taken the work. Like, I don't understand it. I like the work. You know what I mean? like." And, but and you
0: never know where that work could lead to. Don't.
1: That's a, that's why I always say yes to work. Yes. In fact, that's how I got to anywhere in life is I kept saying yes to work.
0: Absolutely. Especially it was shit in the beginning. Yeah, it was shit money, like, no money. So this kid is in the beginning, exactly. right? Exactly. After a while, you know, you start to balance out where your time is more valuable and you can start saying no to things because you are very... Uh, specific on what you want to focus on and you have earned that you know because you've worked enough you've seen enough you've done enough volume that you're like you know i'm i'm worth this much and i don't think i i I won't settle for less than that because i know what i want you know unless it was like okay i really want to work on you know this new or a movie that's about this and they this movie is perfect but um they don't have the budget for it. You know, maybe you would make a sacrifice like that, but at least you know. You're more in control.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's good once you're established. But if you're not established yet.
0: Yeah, and that's my whole point.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um then it's you got to take the opportunities. You got to you got to just do the work like for whatever because you're just trying to get your foot in the door. Uh anyway, we'll get to that and more about the Harrington story when we return on shit they do not tell you. What about Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut.
0: Back to our podcast. Jenny Black. Hey, back to our podcast. Tuscany, and back Florida. to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven.
1: Cute. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the shit they do not tell you about podcast. So, continuing the story of Matt Harrington, the tragedy yes. of Matt Harrington.
0: This story makes me so sad.
1: It makes me sad too, honestly, because I think about, you know, being a kid with dreams. Yeah. And then having those dreams like on your doorstep. Yeah. And all you gotta do is say yes. And then people You only get one who, shot. Yeah, you only get one shot, and then who you know who blows the chance. It's the person that you trusted to advise you. But then you lock yourself in on like, well, you know, you you ditch that person, you get with a new agent, mm-hmm. and then you both. Like convince each other, like work, work each other up enough yeah. to think that the market's not giving you what you deserve still so you go back to the minor leagues, get paid shit money to play baseball when you could get paid a fuck ton of money to play baseball at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think that was like an <laughs> outside influence thing. It's That sucks.
1: It sucks. It
0: sucks. So, you gotta listen to yourself and your gut. I don't know.
1: I agree. So, I, I think that's kind of what started to set in for the family. Yeah. So, apparently Mrs. Harrington, his mom, Used to go to Food for Less during all these negotiations, um, that ended up spilling into a year later, mm-hmm. and she would just walk the uh, with an empty shopping cart up and down the aisles and just cry.
0: That's I'm gonna cry isn't listening sad, to this. It's so sad. Isn't this story crazy? Yeah.
1: She, it was the only, the, the local grocery store was the only place that she felt safe releasing the grief and the confusion that she felt about the failed negotiations for Matt and his uh, plunging stock price, right? Like like the fact that him playing in the minors was good for him to sharpen his skills, but then it was bad for him because he was showing less skill. Absolutely. Because his arm wasn't doing what it was doing, yeah. right?
0: And he's getting older.
1: Yeah, and he was just he made a bet on himself. Yeah. And then he was kind of starting to lose that bet, right? Yeah. But he the offers didn't stop coming in. Oh. So he gets drafted the next year by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And the same fucking exact thing happens. He gets offered a contract with the Major League team, not like, you know, not. Not even you know millions of dollars anymore. Yeah, but like you know, half a million dollars, fifty like hundred thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. All those kind of become God. the offers, and he keep keeps saying no.
0: Okay, and now it's on him. You know, so that's what I wanted to get to. Now it's on him. Okay,
1: so he's basically saying, you know, I don't think that these guys are measuring up to what I deserve. And I'm going to keep on proving it in the minor leagues.
0: You can always renegotiate. Because like, let's say you got with, he took the Padres offer for 2 million or whatever. And then he was fucking crushing it. You can renegotiate. Yeah. You could get more money later. But if you really think you're that good and you really want to take a bet on yourself, then take the millions, take the 2 million. That's half of the 4 million. But hey, you know what? I really think I got what it takes to renegotiate in a year instead of going to the minors. Like that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like if you're going to bet on yourself, if you're saying that the reason I'm doing this is because I'm taking i I'm placing a bet on myself, like do it with the bigger price tag and renegotiate.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of what his mom was thinking. Right. They were starting to think that they made a grave mistake. <laughs> um, Starting initially. To think that, yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, you 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 get mad, right? Yeah. Like you get mad at these teams who are disrespecting your son and what they deserve, right? Like when you let emotions in, and right. that's a it's a powerful thing. It really is. It can it can drive friendship support, it can do all kinds of things when you let emotions in, right? That's like poker. It's yeah, exactly, like it's exactly. Tilt. exactly. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk to you about this, especially. But you I think that they were getting tilted and you know. The mom, like the this family, was not a bunch of millionaires either. Like mm. these these people are are humble blue collar family. The mom worked at Target, right? The dad didn't make it as a baseball player. He had a blue collar job. Like these not these aren't people who are just like fuck them. We pay us more because we're the Kardashians anyway. Yeah. So, but it became like just, it would have been life
0: changing. It would have been life changing. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Not just for them, for the community so you can kind of see the echoes of this pain right throughout this this entire area this is in like palmdale california um but there was a there was a point where the mom says they couldn't even go to a high school game like which they used to do all the time as part of their fucking routine it's like that's like saying that your dad couldn't go to one of his yeah you know softball games basically uh-huh. not softball games but like baseball fast pitch, yeah. yeah fast pitch baseball game um without people Shitting all over their whole family about the negotiations with their son,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and about him spurning all these contract offers. Right, so like the humanity part of me is always like, oh man, that's so sad because like they got an agent, self admittedly, because they're like, we don't understand any part of this. We understand. I understood how to raise a baseball player. Yeah. I don't understand the business side.
0: That's why it's soul crushing, <clears throat> to be honest. Right, and literally soul crushing because I think that his soul, like that was clearly the path for him. Yeah. And it, it was crushed.
1: So he says no to the devil race. He gets drafted the next year by the Reds. Cincinnati Reds. Inexplicably. Like, after all this history yeah. of him getting drafted, not signing, they took a shot on him. It wasn't an early pick. These are not early picks now, right? right? Like, after the Padres, it was not early picks. It was like later... Like sh- there's just shit taking shots,
0: right? Right. Like it's like four- 14th round in our fantasy league.
1: It's the equivalent of that, <laughs> yeah. but like we're talking baseball can go to a thousand rounds, right? But yeah. So it's like fucking wild, right? So. He says no to the Rays. He says no to the Reds, and the Reds were hot on him actually. Like there, there was a Reds manager. I don't
0: understand now.
1: Right at this, so point. they were excited about his prospect because he was still young, right? So developmentally, he wasn't even twenty five. Yeah. So they're like, we could still make it. I mean, he's he he still has a decent ERA even the minors. He's striking people out still. So like,
0: because what's the whole point of playing the minors if not like that was his whole thing? That was his to- whole
1: thing but to, to, that's the question that's why this this story haunts me so like because the sunk cost fallacy he's going to sit on mount i'm right and they're wrong
0: well it's an ego thing yeah exactly. for exactly sure. no
1: matter what it yeah. seems so then he says no to the reds who drafted him and then the year later he gets drafted by the yankees okay and he's like uh and also the cubs the cubs took him too and and he actually shows up for training camp for the Cubs. Um, he's wearing a Cubs outfit, right? Doesn't make the team. Gets cut. Um, the Yankees drafted him. The Yankees find out that he tore his rotator cuff, they cut him. So now it becomes less of like, Hey, Matt's saying no, and it becomes more about They don't even want it. The harsh realities. Yeah. Yeah, the harsh realities. His body's not what it was. Yeah playing in the minors to prove himself, atrophied his body. Heard it more, yeah. Heard it more. Yeah. Made him less, his skill set diminished, right? And yeah, he bet on himself, bet on himself, bet on himself year after year after year and lost.
0: Well, no, he bet on himself and they were like, yeah, well, we, we you've proven it. Well, we'll take you again. And then he was like, no. But the
1: first offer, right, of $4 million yeah, from um the the rockies mm-hmm. was the the thing he was always chasing
0: so in poker that's called upstuck this just happened mm. to me the other night yeah let's go so um just on a um, like minor very minor level upstuck is when i go play a session and within the first hour let's say uh, i bought in for $500 and i won $2000 okay. so i quadrupled my starting stack that's like pretty good that's like really good to do for the, your first hour in the session, hey, right? So. But I came to play, so I keep playing, and I'm playing well. Even though I'm playing well, though, I can't, I can't control the variance of the game, so I get sucked out on a few times, and. Then I'm at, I now I own, my profit's only $1,000 after four mm. hours. Now four hours have gone by and now my profit's only $1,000. Well, $1,000 is still good, but I had $2,000. Right. And now I have to go home, or maybe it's even 900 Now it's like in the three figures and not in the four figures and it just sounds less cool. And now I'm like, man, I had, three hours ago, <laughs> yeah. I had t- $2,000. I played well the whole time. And now I only have $900, fuck that, I'm staying, yeah. I'm gonna keep playing till I get back up to $2,000. And it rarely ever like happens that way, because as yeah. you continue, you start to get more tired, you, your decisions start getting worse, because you don't realize that your decision making is now being hindered by you being tired. You don't even realize that it's like gotten worse. And you start making dumb plays, and now it's a combination of variants and you making mistakes. And now you're going home. It's like, could you go home with $200? And it's like, no, I'm going big or <laughs> going never, I'm never leaving. And then you end up negative and then you go yep. home. But that's called Upstuck.
1: He was upstuck. He was upstuck. And he was so upstuck that after um, he tore his rotator cuff, he was done even in the minor leagues. And now he works at a Costco Tires in his area for like, you know, almost 30 an hour basically. Mm. Um, Fortunately, he sued his first manager, Tommy Tanzer, and won. We don't know what the settlement was. He also took out an insurance policy with Lloyd's of London, which is famous for like you can, you know, I think Barbara Streisand got her vocal cords insured, uh-huh. and like, like I think Halle Berry got her boobs insured, or something. Uh,
0: Jennifer Lopez has her legs insured. Yeah, legs. Yeah. Like all
1: these. Weird, like whenever you hear about that, it's yeah. like one of these weird places yeah. where like you can just do that. Or
0: was it Tina Turner? I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, yeah you can get like, body parts insured. Yeah. So he, if it's like a mark of you, yes. your brand.
1: So he did that with his arm, his pitching arm, and he actually got a settlement. We don't know what it was.
0: Wait, he did that before he
1: before he tore, fucked up. Oh, uh, that's these, good on him. All this stuff, yeah. yeah. When he was really, really hot, right. So that was good on him for sure. But so like that's a little bit of a happier part of the story. Also, like you know, if you wanted to, to if I was him and I'm sitting here, I'd say I never would have met my wife if I didn't hang out in the minor leagues because that's where he met her, apparently. Okay. So like you know, you could you could start to find the happier part of the story. But like it just still sucks as a kid who wanted to play in the majors his whole life never actually got to. But got him. so many offers, said no so many times. But I still can't help but feel empathy for this guy. I just Absolutely. can't help it. Absolutely,
0: it's really sad. Like,
1: but the but the but isn't the go to in our society the reflex? Fuck this guy, he made about the money. Fuck you.
0: See, I don't know. I I don't think that way. So yeah, I, don't I, I I get really sad when people didn't get, did, didn't work out for their passion. Me too. I I don't think I'd could ever be the person at a freaking game stuffing dollars and being a, j- a jerk but i mean that's equivalent to youtube commenters yeah and you know, some of it.
1: sometimes you just deserve it i don't know it, sometimes well sometimes it's a little bit of a grounding element which i which i really agree with right because sometimes you know especially as a tuber you get your head in the fucking clouds some days mm-hmm. right something's working out for you really well you're getting fucking millions of views out of nowhere. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to have a grounding force or grounding element. That's why I love to be surrounded by friends who are just honest with me, right? Mm-hmm. Like people who are, you know, like we give each other shit. Like I, that's why I've always liked that because I I never saw myself as some unpopable balloon. Like I, I like to know that I have grounding elements around me. Otherwise, you go let your head go into the clouds. I
0: think I've just never experienced that I've never. I've always yeah. been not good enough, like in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, wish that for one day I could experience feeling well, let me, like I'm invincible. Let me put it like this, yeah. If
1: you create your own thing, yeah. So like we're not, you know, my YouTube channel has almost two million subs right now. Whatever. Yeah. All those people who like were there in all my videos mm-hmm. when they're commenting on my videos, like Steve Green, you're the fucking greatest. You're the funniest fucking dude ever lived, and all this shit. Yeah, shit that I will never believe ever. Right. So so like you could really let your head go yeah. if you let it. Right. Th- that shit never worked on me though. But like I can see how that happens because I was around enough tubers at the time. Like yeah, I Yeah, knew... I've definitely
0: seen it happen. Exactly. But... I just wish I had an ounce of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 all I'm saying is that I think it's good. It's a it's it's not always like I I I try to understand the good and the bad of things, even mm-hmm. even hater comments and stuff. Like I think it's good to have people out there who are body checking you a little bit. Just because if you didn't have that at all, yeah. and you just had a coddling family environment. Absolutely.
0: I guess if you uh, didn't have that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm my biggest hater. Like, you know. Yeah, like, no,
1: so am I. I, I think so that I. yeah. So that's why none of that I ever worked on me. And, the, the, yeah. the, and I always used to say, like, guys, like I you're not qualified to say I'm the funniest guy ever, trust me. You are just like, you know, <laughs> you're like even on the downswing, it's like, hey. Steve, you're not funny at all. It's like, cool, dude. You're not qualified to say that either, unless yeah. you're like one of my fucking idols, because right. I just won't allow either of you to have control over me. Even right? your
0: idols don't get to say that.
1: Well, if they did, I would respect it. Is okay. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> if they did say it, I would respect it. Yeah. Would, then I'd think about it. And I'd be like, oh shit, that's so interesting. Like, why do they think that? Yeah. Because I like them a lot you'd, and I you'd care you'd, about like, their opinions. You like dig opinion.
0: into it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But,
1: but that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Right. I give power to that because I respect that and I followed in their footsteps in some sense. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, but. I so I do think that it's good to have that conflict, that grounding element. Sure, I, I, I believe in it, but yeah, I don't believe in like giving a family hell because no, they could have had millions of dollars. Especially if in your community, you guys are proud of not being millionaires and all this stuff, and like being grounded people. Mm-hmm. Why are you sad when somebody didn't break out in the clouds? Aren't you Aren't you supposed to be kind of happy about that in a sense? Yeah,
0: because they feel like they they have a piece of it. You know, obviously, like a, by
1: obviously, I think that's yeah, exactly that by association. Yeah but um when i think about this story and like i said i always think about this story i, I think i'm going to write a movie about this one day honestly cuz it's just so it's just such a a great tale of like do you are you really in it for the passion or are you in it for the money
0: well cuz you know what's interesting to me is that there are plenty of stories that are inspiring stories like inspirational stories of the person that you know wasn't gonna settle and they said no to blah 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 and they said no to blah and then they got their dream and like at the end like they get the thing and so it's like never give up on you know always believe in yourself type of thing but this guy it went the opposite direction Uh,
1: and and it's so much more fascinating And it's
0: like if it hadn't gone that direction though if he let's say he ended up getting a five million dollar contract on like three years later or something then he gets to say see i always knew it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so interesting that, and that's and i mean not to keep making poker analogies but like sometimes like you run a move and it works out you feel like a fucking genius yeah. and then you run the same move and it didn't work out you feel like an idiot and it's like you did well, the takes, same move like the same hey, time <laughs> uh
1: you know bell belichick on a fourth and one is like you know what fuck it give it to my offense we're gonna run it he gets stuffed at the line and everyone's questioning him the next day. But if he yeah. made it, nobody's even going to exactly. say one word. Like, if it Bill works Belichick. out, exactly. like if you
0: run a sick bluff and it works out, you're like, that was a fucking brilliant, yep. genius move. Yep. But if it doesn't work out, it's like, why the fuck would you Ex- ever do that? And
1: that's, that's, that's life and that's sports. Yeah. And that's like, you know, the Monday morning quarterbacking that always goes on with all of it, right? Because yeah. everyone can look at your decision zoomed out and question your decision. But you're the one who's inside the machine making the moves and pulling the levers. Mm-hmm. So it's just a different experience um but yeah no so ultimately if i ever got to talk to this guy because i would this is probably my dream interview yeah i would love to talk to What would hierarchy. you ask him i would just want to know like for him like was it are you just thinking about what that check provides for you and yours which i assume is what's going on like mm-hmm. he can take care of his family like with 4.8 million dollars yeah or are you thinking about the respect part of it, which is what, you know, his agent was I think saying the agent the
0: convinced him about the respect part of I it. I think so too. Yeah. I think
1: so too. I think that's how the agent agent angled it. Because yeah. that happened to me. If you remember, I was offered um, to do this show years ago. Yeah. And my reps jumped all over the opportunity to shut it down because they thought it wasn't worth it because I wasn't going to get enough money, whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, well, let's just do the show. That's how I've done everything yeah. in my life. Like, let's do the show. But then those people were like, no way. We'll kill the show. That's the move. Kill the show. Yeah. And by the way, I am maybe if I'm 10% of their day, I'm shocked. Right. Yeah. So for them, it's a, just 10% of the day, like, nah, we said fuck that to that show and then they're on to like the 90% of their day that yeah. has nothing to do with me. Yeah, exactly. But for me, this is it's 100% of my life. life. Yeah. This is like my fucking, my career at this point and you guys are just like jumping at the chances to tell all these people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So that sucked because I was, I was basically like getting, about to get a, like a trolling show Yeah. that was being developed by people who really wanted to do it. Yeah. And I was excited about it and then all my team like were jerking their dicks about how how great it was that we're saying no to it but then like that was the then end then you didn't get to do it that was the end of it so then it's like cool that that was it yeah now it's done so it, and by the way, I, I'm not a regrets guy. So that's that was just one part of my story. But it's just fascinating to see, like my, in my own small way, compared to Matt Harrington. Yeah, I wasn't gonna get millions of dollars for this. That was part of my agent's yeah gripe.
0: But, but you really to get to do something you love. Yeah, and gonna you're gonna get, gonna get paid for it. I was
1: gonna get my foot in the door. I was gonna get paid a little bit of scratch for that. And that's how I did everything up, up until yeah. that point. And so I thought that that was a a mistake. Uh-huh. I thought that, that was 100% a mistake and going back, I just look at that and go, that was a huge mistake. I shouldn't have given my people that much say in the decision that my team made for me. I should have stood up more for myself and just said, yeah, guys, it's not really how I do things. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking do this. Because what they were willing to assume was the the production company that I was, that I was associating myself with was the risk of doing the show. And like, okay, we're going to pay for the pilot. We're going to do the show. We're going to assume the risk of that. Yeah. And then if we sell it to somebody, great. We get X amount of profit. Steve gets this percent. And that was where things got hung up, right? So um, I'll never know. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It doesn't bother me, honestly. I know it sounds crazy to some people. It honestly doesn't bother me. I don't know that I would have loved to be remembered, like, necessarily as a troll guy. mm hmm because I got to open up so much more just by doing stuff that we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like people know my actual personality now, Yeah, and not just like, even my buddy Sean Klitzner, who's like, he met me, and he's like, I thought you were gonna be the biggest fucking asshole, because I, <laughs> I only watched your YouTube videos so I met you, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I kinda like that I got to break out of that with people that I know and love, but it is one of those things where I'm like, yeah, that that could have happened in a Harrington way, mm-hmm. but the people around me, the experts, couldn't wait to shut it all off because they felt disrespected by the offer mm. just as accomplices in my little thing. Yeah. It's fascinating.
0: It is really fascinating. I guess as a creative people, like mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't understand that part, but that's why you have to put your trust into someone that like you feel knows what they're doing yep. and can sometimes, I mean, my, my manager, like he's, he asks for things that I'm like, Oh no, we're going to lose it and then he gets what he asks for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, I've been surprised. That's
1: worked for me too. Yeah. Asking for something that I thought I'd never get. Yeah, that's and worked I've for been me worried too.
0: about losing deals yeah. and you know, even buying this house. Um we uh, I you know, we went for a really a much lower offer than what they wanted and I was like I don't know if that's a good idea, but um you know, I was putting my trust into experts and it was it ended up working out so you know thanks to our neighbor
1: who also lowballed at the same time yeah yeah
0: at the same time that was
1: epic but yeah exactly we could leverage that but
0: um yeah so you know it sucks that it could go either way too because like like i said if it worked out his agent's a genius exactly his his agent's like
1: told you i told you so like blah 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 he and he'll have his like he'll get to tell his clients I squeeze this much out of, the, yes. out of the Rockies, right? So it's like... And that's why he's making that play. And
0: then he... Yeah, exactly. And then he gets to uh,
1: get better, bigger clients. Yeah. He,
0: he, You know, it, it,
1: it propels
0: his career. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's so funny. Not funny, but like how interesting how the re- people are very results-oriented. I have found in life and in, in poker and in games yeah. where um, people tend to look at the result of things and then reverse engineer and go, well, obviously that was a stupid move. But right. if it had worked out, you wouldn't be saying that. No. So it's, it's hard to like re- reconfigure your mind to not be results oriented. But that is how I feel is the healthiest way to operate in life. Agreed. To just make the best decisions that you can make at that time based on the knowledge that you have, the skills and the level that you're at and the passion and that little that gut instinct inside you. And that's all you have. You're not in control of the results. Like, after a certain point, it's just...
1: And there's a beauty to that.
0: There is a beauty to that. There has to be. Otherwise, it's not exciting. Otherwise, it's madness. If you knew exactly what was going to happen every... It's it's boring. It's boring. The exciting part comes from, like, is it going to work? Oh, my God, it did. Yeah. You know? And that's why they're so bummed, because it did work out, and then it didn't.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: That sucks. Because it's a big one to, like, have work out and then not. Yep. And that fact that they were kind of in control of the, like, the tipping point. That's hard. It's really hard.
1: Can you imagine how much your dad would love you if you signed with the Rockies? Shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They don't allow girls in Major League Baseball.
1: (laughs) But if you were the first one, because they are undeniable.
0: They're so undeniable that they had to sign with the fucking
1: Rockies. Can you imagine? Couldn't fucking, you'd have to get, you'd have to throw your phone into water how much your dad would be calling you.
0: I think my dad would write a bible on me. Yeah, like, he would. He fucking would.
1: I would. Hey, you know what? Your dad might let it go to his head cuz he raised you and then it'd be about your dad and how yeah. he he raised the first female MLB player. That's true. See? You just never know. People can become monsters.
0: <laughs> monsters. I would love that for my
1: dad. Well, I was joking when you were when you got placed fourth in the world series of poker. I was joking about how I would st- I would start some really Scammy seeming business where people get access to you, but it's through me and my stupid program. <laughs> and like, like, I'd be selling this like on the side, like, whenever you're somewhere, I'd be like, Hey, if you guys are interested, like, Nikki could show you some cool. I didn't
0: even win, no, <laughs> that's but even exactly, funnier. That's what I, I like- mean.
1: And like, I would have slick back hair, like, you know, like, I would grow my hair into like a mullet, but I would do the slick back, yeah, like, yeah, like, um, I can picture it, yeah, yeah. What's his name, Billy, um, from the King of Kong? I didn't, the, the gamer guy. <laughs> He wears American flag ties?
0: I don't I've never seen that.
1: You never saw King Kong? <laughs> no. Well, there's this real epic villain from that, like, documentary. And his name is Billy Mitchell. Mm. And he fucking wears mullet, slick pack mullet, like yeah. professional mullet.
0: I can picture that. Yeah, I would yeah. do
1: that with a suit and I'd be like, Nikki can show you a couple cool poker moves, not too many.
0: You have like a side neck tattoo. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly, dude just absurd yeah so yeah we'll get there
0: that's fun um yeah i i feel like we've talked about in a roundabout way like the why it's important to choose your passions and um and yeah i think uh, this story is a great example of that yeah exactly i think that this uh, highlights it in a different in a different light yeah
1: but what yeah can, what can happen i
0: honestly i don't know i think he's going to come back to earth another life or maybe there's a parallel they say there's like you know different versions of you in parallel universes it's that back. There's, like every there's time many, you many every time universes. you make a decision it it forks off mm-hmm. into different realities of you so maybe in a different reality he's a freaking star
1: I like to think that
0: I like to think that too I also
1: like to think that you know he's working at at Costco tire which by the way a lot of people just shit on that cuz they're like you're working at a tire shop but it's like that's a good job like working for Costco is tight. They actually give you shares and shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you're working there for a certain period of time. So like, and that's you know, um, he's got a wife and kids. I like to think that like he's satisfied with his life. That's what I've heard about this story because I have followed it. What's like uh,
0: I like you know the drummer Pete Best, yeah, um, who was the original Beatles drummer, mm-hmm. and then they fired him for Ringo Starr right before the Beatles blew up. I like I watch interviews with him all the time to just and he's you know settled with his life and like very happy and has uh lived with it but he did did harbor resentment for sure but what can you do and i think it's only healthy to like move on
1: do you think that he's like he's like you can't tell me that yesterday didn't need drums (laughs) he's like not that i'm complaining he's like you know not that i'm like bitching but like Yesterday needed a fucking drum solo. Well,
0: that was after he got fired. No, I know, but exactly.
1: Oh. Like, he's criticizing the current, like, the Beatles, <laughs> all they did after right, that. Right, right. And he's like, he's like, that just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been so much better. Yeah. I like to think that. I mean,
0: the, or the guy that was originally cast in Back to the Future and then Michael Air J. Fox. Yeah. I think about that shit all the time. I do too.
1: It's fascinating like, shit.
0: That just wasn't meant to be their life path, yeah. I guess.
1: And he wasn't even a bad actor. He just wasn't. The right fit the for flavor. what they were going for Marty. They wanted more comedic and he was more like real. So he's playing it real. Yeah. And like Michael J. Fox is playing it comedic. Yeah. And like they wanted the comedic version because he was their first choice. But like, then he they had g- family ties. Did they
0: at least give him the note? Like, geez.
1: I know, right? <laughs> so well, they sad. shot so much with them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's another thing. it just wasn't
1: vibing, right? It wasn't vibing. Like they were watching dailies and stuff. And sometimes you just don't know having done like stuff, you just don't fucking know until you're watching it again. You know yeah. that. So it's like when you're watching and re-watching it, you're like, oh yeah. Because like in the moment, it could work and like the set's laughing or whatever and like you yeah. get a bunch of the crew laughing. But that doesn't mean that it works. Like so it's just sad. it's just maybe a variance in what they're used to for the day. Mm-hmm. But then you're they're seeing something different so they're laughing at it, overreacting to it. But like that doesn't mean it actually works. Like independent of all that history. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Anyways, um, Thank you for listening to the shit they do not tell you about. What about podcast? Um,
0: does he still play baseball? He does not. Damn. He,
1: no, he does not. Not even like a home game? He finished in 2005, game, I think.
0: Like just a home game like a, with his friends?
1: No. Like, not that I'm aware of. Damn. But that's another thing I would ask him because all this stuff about him is very dated now. Yeah. Like nobody's really like reaching out to him now. Like if they did an ESPN 30 for 30 on that guy, I, could, I would fucking buy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So- but yeah, the story got kind of got buried by the years, I think, like because by two thousand five he was completely done. Yeah. So
0: maybe I would I would hate the sport after all that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. It's fascinating how much how much baseball do you, do does he see and resent so much I would want to know. Huh. That's yeah. interesting, right?
0: Some some shit to, to digest. I think so. Yeah.
1: So that wasn't just a story about baseball. Those of you in Discord general, I'm mostly, I'm breaking your balls. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of our Discord, um, you can check us out, patreon.com slash sticky. We do, we have a, an amazing Discord community. Yeah. Um, which includes Crypto Corner, where I do all, we, I talk about all my crypto stuff on there. I do it every Tuesday night um, for hours, mainly. Um, also, we do monthly live streams mm-hmm. with Nikki and myself. We do poker now.
0: Oh yeah, we have poker free roll poker tournaments. Free
1: roll poker tournaments. There's also Crypto Corner Fantasy Football. It's been fun, man. It's been, yeah, it's it's been, been really, really fun. fun. So, we have yeah. a good time in there. We have a good time. You
0: kind of just like it goes, we do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever
1: the hell we want. Yeah. It's a burgeoning community environment. All
0: right. Also check out our sponsors and we will see you next week. Deuces out. Peace.